Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Alberts. I'm so glad you're with us this week. You know, we've done a couple episodes, and I, I know you've enjoyed them on resiliency. And what a time that we need to be practicing and helping our kids learn to be resilient than now. And last week on the episode, we were just talking about stress and how stress impacts your parenting and what we can do about it and how we can help our children. And so I thought this was a perfect segue from the last few weeks to have a guest with me today, Leanne Mancini. We met a few years ago. Uh, We actually wanted to get together and course of life, as you guys know, uh, can keep that from happening. But Leanne has a wonderful podcast called Raising Christian Kids. It's an award-winning podcast. I encourage you to check it out. And just so, you know, just to remind you guys, all the show notes can be found at ConnieOpers.com. I have all of Leanne's information. She's also the founder of Sea Kids, and she's the author and executive producer. Those are absolutely wonderful teaching tools as you are raising your children so you can point them towards the Lord. And that is what our goal is about. And, you know, as we raise resilient children, as we learn to parent without stress and how we manage and cope in the different seasons that we find ourselves, regardless whether you have littles or you have middles or high schoolers, or, you know, you may have adult children, as you guys know, my children are all grown and it doesn't, you don't stop parenting. It just changes. It changes how and what you say and do. So I'm going to have Leanne come on the program and talk with us today. I know you're going to love this. So grab a pen and paper or use your notes tab on your phone so you can take notes as you know, you just kind of and come to a conversation with Leanne and I. Leanne, thank you for coming on Equipped to Be. I'm so glad you're with me. Thank you, Connie, for having me on your show. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I tell you what, I know we were talking that one time, I think it was what, three years ago, we were, it seems like forever ago, because the world so much in our culture has shifted and changed. And you were working feverishly to get C kids going and tell us, you know, I did not do um, justice to all that God is doing through your ministry. But tell my listeners a little bit more about you. Well, I'm an adjunct professor at South Florida Bible College and Theological Seminary. And I started teaching at the college, and I felt this calling from the Lord to start working on your Sea Kids products, your books, and get those published. So I have seven Christian children's books, and then from there, uh, they've been made into an animation series that is on Right Now Media, Pure Flix, Answers TV, and Minnow. And then I'm the podcast host, as you said, on Raising Christian Kids podcast, where we try to equip and empower parents to raise this next generation to have a strong foundation in Christ. It's a very scary world out there that parents are facing like never before. The evil out there is just off the charts. The anti-Christian humanistic culture 
is trying to rob our children and steal them and kidnap them and transform them to be believers in a worldview instead of a biblical worldview. So we really have to dig deep and do all we can to fight against that trend. There was something when we spoke a few years ago, just our passion for this next generation. Every season of parenting, every generation has their challenges, but I know you see it. The stakes are higher. Sometimes you, I used to think, oh, you know, it's a fear tactic, you know, get people to pay attention. But you and I have seen the culture radically shift. And I know that has intensified uh, your passion to help and equip the next generation of parents that are trying to raise godly children that even are willing to say, I am a Christian, that aren't afraid to proclaim the gospel and what the truth that's found in the Bible. So, you know, when you were first starting writing these books, was there something that just said to you, I know you talked about being an adjunct professor. Is there something in you that just, was it a whisper? Was it a friend? Was it a passage in scripture? What made you go down this road? Because for many years, as most people don't realize, you know, writing books doesn't make you a ton of money. It is a labor of love for many cases, unless you're a celebrity or a high profile person, or it's a hot button topic. But being an author is really an incredible labor of time and writing and creating all these products that you've created. What put that on your heart? Well, I wrote these stories years ago when my children were little. I also, like you, have adult children. And at that time, I couldn't find stories that taught children how to actually live out the biblical principles we were teaching them in real-life situations that kids face. So I wrote these stories on a legal pad. And then we would drive to Michigan, and I would read the stories, and the kids loved them. And then I'd read them to their friends, and they loved them. And then I shelved them thinking I would bring them back out and read them to my grandkids. Well, you know, I kept feeling this desire, having this desire to put them into a book format to share with other children. And so that's when I started writing the stories. And the first story, Fast Freddy, long story short, I said, Lord, if you want me to continue to do this, please give me a sign because I only want to do your will. And I submitted this story, the first one, to an Independent Book Publishers Association Award. It's a secular award, and it won second place out of hundreds of books. And I said, okay, Lord, that's a good sign. (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) Yeah. And so from there, I wrote the seven, seven books. And again, like you said, we do not make money. This is a labor of love. It's an investment my husband and I have put our funds and our time and talent into, and then just waiting for the Lord to guide us on what the next step was. And then it was the animation series, and then it was the podcast. And just doing all I can to serve the Lord to the calling I believe he has placed upon my heart. You know, there was something in there that you said, Leanne, a few as you were starting that made me think about parents that are constantly uh, women. You know, are a lot of my listeners are, are women. Uh, both of us have very successful podcasts. And, you know, I get that question a lot. Like, how am I supposed to know? And, you know, sometimes... I will say, Leanne, I know this is a little off point, but I will ask the Lord, listen, let me back into it. If I can't walk forward, if I can't see where it is you're taking me, then just let me back into it. And like, oh, wow, this is where you were taking me, Lord. 
And I think that is an important aspect because you you sort of mentioned, I don't want to do this if it's not what God wants you to do. And, you know, as it relates to raising our children, that is the same principle. Lord, I want to raise these children in a manner that is honoring to you in a way that helps them be successful later in their life, not just financially, but they do have to, you know, at some point make a earn a living and find their place in society, but we want them to be willing to follow the Lord. So, you know, when we talked before, as with now, you know, before, you know, you were really seeking the Lord. So my question to you is, what are the some of the main themes uh, with the books that you feel over the years, God just keeps honing more and more what's most critical, what is most valuable for families, especially a mama like you who have walked through the seasons, you now have adult children, there is perspective to be gained. There is, I think that's why God talks about the Titus 2 mom, about being mentors. So what are some of the foundational principles that you really want, to, that you work hard to come through in, in the ministry that you have? That is a loaded question because... I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, you know, as you look out on society and the situation that parents are facing today, there's so many more obstacles that they face that we we really didn't face. At least it wasn't so prevalent and all-consuming and so even though my books are geared towards little children, they're basic principles that we want to teach our children, how to be kind, how to be compassionate, how to accept each other for their differences, how not to be fearful. Uh, my last book, Forever Jesus, is all about salvation and death and knowing that you know when you die or if there's a divorce, any kind of loss, that God is always there, Jesus is always there. And death is not the end of our time. We it actually starts our new beginning in heaven. And for children not to be fearful of death, and that's been a really good book because of what's happening with the COVID. But now I'm gearing a lot of my podcast towards helping parents understand how children behave, what is their mindsets, how we can reach our children to make a lifelong transformation from their hearts, in their hearts, not only in their minds. I have experts in the fields on the podcast that also talk about the different things we're doing. I recently had Dr. Lisa Miller, and she talked about how science is finding out, approving that we are hardwired in our DNA for spirituality. So I think right now, the most important thing we can do is to educate parents as to what they need to do when they need to do it, and how they need to do it. Because a lot of times people will say, hey, parents, here's what you need to do. And then it stops there. And we need to go a step farther to tell them why they need to do it based on God's principles in Deuteronomy 6, when you rise up, when you walk along the path, when you lie down, make it organic, make it a part of your life. I think it's so important that parents understand that our family dynamic needs to include Jesus in everything we do and everything we say from a very young age. I say we're preparing the soil from the womb to age three, and we want to plant seeds into that soil that grow deep roots from age four to around seven. Uh, Psalm 78 verse six says, teach even to the children yet to be born. And Psalm 51 six says, yet you desired faithfulness, even the womb you taught me wisdom in that secret place. So it starts very early. 
And the main thing I want parents to understand is not to feel guilty if they haven't done this. Okay, it's never too late. In Joel, you know, God talks about, you know, replenishing what the locust has eaten. So it's never too late and it's never too early. Erwin Lutzer tells a story about the Egyptian tombs where they found seeds that were 4,000 years old. And they took those seeds and they planted them in soil and they gave them water and sunlight and they grew. So just take away any guilt if you haven't done the things that you hear that you need to be doing or how you need to be doing that. And just start now, start fresh and ask for God's guidance and pray continuously and be in his word because you cannot teach what you don't know. Amen to that, right? Um, All right. So you said preparation from zero to three, and then you said planting from four to seven, and then we just let them go? Nope. Then what do never, we do then? <laughs> it never stops. <laughs> it never stops. But that is the foundation which you're building. Everything starts with a foundation. So the foundation is really laid and solidified by the age of seven. All the experts will tell you, even in the first five years, that's the brain's 90% developed. They learn empathy, sympathy. This is the time they're sponges. The character qualities. Mm-hmm. So you build that foundation and it's solid. Now you can build upon the foundation of life principles, biblical principles, godly values, morals, Christ-like characteristics, and live them out in your home. Let your children see you living what you're preaching. More is caught than taught. And when they're teenagers, remember one thing that's very important, I think, is that teenagers do not have rights. They have privileges. And so everything's a privilege. You earn the privilege of driving the car. If you do your homework, if you do your Bible study, you're the parent. You're the one that's in control. Ask God's guidance daily. So how are you seeing in your ministry and the folks that you speak with that convoluted message, uh, you know, it was there when I was raising my children about being your kid's friend. I think it's really gotten out of whack with a sense of who is the parent. There's not a parent. We're all friends. We're all just kind of the parent is supposed to listen. And and I know in my book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, I obviously that is written towards tweens and teens. And, and I do spend a great deal of time talking about listening, about watching what we say. I think those are very important, but the folks that you come across, how are you seeing role reversal of parenting or parents not be, or maybe even being afraid to be the parent? What advice and what do you say to your listeners? Well, I know for a fact that the statistics show that children who are disciplined properly where the parent has the role of leading the child the way they should go and making sure they enforce the boundaries that need to be enforced, rules and regulations, also starting with maybe a family mission statement or a, or a contract, a family contract of who's going to do what, when, where, why, and how. I, I notice that this is something parents say has been effective for working for them. The children understand what is expected of them. The parents understand what they expect from the children. And there's no guessing. There's no wondering. There's no 
second guessing, I guess, of what needs to be done. When that's done, that works really well. And then you have to adhere to those principles and those guidelines and those boundaries. You can't be wishy a wishy-washy parent because that just doesn't work. When you call your child the first time, they need to come. Otherwise, you're telling them that the first call is not a commandment. It's a request or a wish. There's so much you can do, but I think if you properly discipline your children early in a loving manner, you don't punish them. There's consequences for disbehavior. You're not punishment. And you start early, you can establish this. And communication is so important. Make sure that there's great communication between you and your young children. So if you listen to the small stuff now, they will tell you the big stuff later. So communication Uh, is very important. that's absolutely true. You know, it's interesting. A lot of the principles haven't changed. Uh, We frame them differently. We use different words. Like you said, once upon a time, it was viewed as punishment, violations, or rebellion. And now we've just changed the vernacular a little bit. But God's word really hasn't changed as far as our children, you know, should listen to our voice. Uh, They should know when we are giving them instruction that it is for their good and not for us trying to exert some form of control. It's not about control. The minute it becomes control, both lose. It's about a relationship and it's about uh, mutual respect. Uh, Our children knowing that we are there and we intend to help them discover God's best for their life. You brought up DNA and, and it's true. We are hardwired for relationship, first with God, then with each other. And when we kind of step back and we we dive more into the relational element of what makes healthy relationships between parent and child where children want to respect their parents they they want to do what their parents are asking because they love them because they respect them uh when when they're taught that from a young age and that it you know we used to teach our kids you know god's word says honor and obey your parents that it may be well with you that's not a blind obedience it's, it's an obedience that's based on the fact that there's authority. There's, there's a proper setup in the family. God is over the family and God put parents over the children. And those children, uh, they're there to teach, protect, and train them like you brought up in Deuteronomy. So let me ask you this. Leanne, do you see hope for the next generation in spite of all that we're seeing right now? What's right is wrong. What's good is evil. What's evil is good. And, uh Yes. You know, I, I think about my grandbabies, Leanne, I, what my role is with them. So is the, do you have hope? Always. If you're in Christ, you always have hope. You never give up hope. Hope is really what we don't see, actually. Hope is, uh, for example, um, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, give you hope in a future. We have to make sure that even though we're on this earth, we have to be heavenly minded and we need to teach our children that the hope that we look for is not here. So the most important thing, no matter what you're going through as a parent, you want to make sure your child believes in Jesus as a savior. That's first and foremost. And the hope that you want to instill in them is a hope that they don't see here. You know, Jesus came to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. So we're to live as aliens, okay? This is a foreign land for us, but our hope and our focus should be on heaven. And I think if we instill that in our children young and teach them that right away, that 
there's two worldviews. There's man's worldview and God's worldview. The biblical worldview is what we need to adhere to and keep our focus on, and our hope is in His Word and in our future belonging in the kingdom of heaven. You know, we were just talking a second th- uh, there about uh, the discipline, too, and I want to share with parents that one great thing you can do with a teenager when you're having a trouble with a teenager is make sure you tell them the reason you're doing what you're doing is to keep them safe. No teenager is going to argue when it's a safety issue. They, they don't have an argument to stand on. It's not something they can say, well, everybody's doing it, or it's a fad, or it's um, popular now, or whatever, or not a fad. Parents will say it's a fad, but make sure you, when you talk to your teen and you're setting guidance and boundaries and rules and regulations, make sure you tell them it's a safety issue. It's to keep them safe, either emotionally, physically, or spiritually, and keep and their hope for the future. Oh, I absolutely agree. And in light of what we see going on, Leanne, with the fentanyl crisis, it's not something to be toyed with. It's not it's not something to minimize. This is one of those issues where we have to instill in our children, especially tweens and teens, the dangers of that. They won't get a redo. They want to hear what we're saying. Like you said, it's for their safety. It's not because we want to be a killjoy of their fun or excitement or even separate them from, you know, society and not have any friends, that that's not it. But the stakes are much higher now. So Leanne, how is the work that you've been doing? How is that different from other Christian books on the market or other animation work that you're doing? How's that different? Well, before I answer that, I just want to say one more thing. It just popped into my mind when you were talking also. We have to understand too that this is nothing new under the sun. There has always been a crisis since beginning of time. So rest assured, don't feel like, oh, this is worse than it's ever been. Because even though it kind of is from the 50s and 60s to now, there has always been a crisis and God is faithful and we have hope in him. Now, my, my animation series, well, my books, I'll tell you about the books first. Each book teaches children what to do instead of telling them what not to do. It shows the situation that a child faces, and it shows how to be loving and compassionate to each other and to pray to Jesus, asking for help or giving guidance. And on each page is a hidden Christian symbol like a Where's Waldo for the kids to find because you have to make learning fun for little ones. Absolutely. All my books are also on the free app Novel Effect. And what Novel Effect is, it's an app you put on your smart device As you're holding the physical book in your hand, you're reading the book, the app plays the sound effects to each page. It is the coolest thing. They have hundreds of books on there. Good Night Moon, Love You Forever. And it makes it so much fun to read. And it encourages children to read because they want to trigger the app with their own voice. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad it's there. It's so cool. And then my animation series is different in that it's very biblically based. So again, it's a situation that children face in their lives, and they go to Jesus and they pray or they give thanks. Each episode opens up with the Bible verse. Little Mary's little voice is so cute, and she will say the Bible verse that is applicable to that episode. And then you'll see the 
you know, the little creature swimming and the problems they're having. And the mother will come on and she'll say, well, you know, Jacob, the apostle Paul said, and then you hear the Bible verse. So kids Mm. are seeing how to apply God's word in the situation. Or the teacher may say the Bible verse, or the child may repeat the Bible verse. So it really, they really are wonderful. They, they look Disney-like. Our lead animator did Mulan and some other Disney movies. So they're just heavily biblically based because we wanted to make sure that that was the most important thing. They're very appealing to the eye and the kids love them. And we have curriculum for all the books and all the animated episodes also. What are some new projects you have going on? Because there's always something new, right? Yes. Well, I wrote a parenting guidebook. So right now we're working on getting that published, editing it one more time. And then I have a new bear, a new little teddy bear. He's so cute. Oh, my goodness. He is adorable. So I partner with Cubby Love Bears, and we've created Scripture Bear. And what you do is you press his ears or his paws and or her, whatever you want to call it, a boy or a girl, whatever. I'm sure the girls will probably call it a little girl bear and the boys will call it a little boy Uh bear. And when they press the paws or the ears, they hear the Bible verse in a child's Uh voice. So there's eight Bible verses with the reference at the end to help little ones start to learn God's word, to memorize the word. After him, we're going to come out with a prayer bear where they'll hear little prayers And so we're very excited about this line. Um, We really need products that help we little ones learn God's word. So, oh, absolutely. I love that. Those make great. uh, I just had a baby shower for my daughter, and my daughter in law just had a baby a few months ago. And so you're going online and you're looking for gifts that you can give your kids, like my adult children. So they can start teaching their little ones. And I think that, I mean, I'll sell you some bears here. I think those are, those sounds wonderful to be able as a grandparent. I know that you spend a lot of time helping parents that have adult children uh, because our role as a grandma or grandpa or Gigi, Nana, all the different names, um, we have an important role to play, but it, it's not just, you know, the babysitter and the playmate. We have an important role to play. And unfortunately, we don't have time to even go into that one, but that would be a great uh, future topic for us to talk about, just equipping uh, grandparents and what that season looks like. Because now it's much different than when you and I were raising our children. There used to be a different level of respect, a different level of acceptance. And I would say even acceptance that there's differences within the family. And those are just who makes up our family. And, you know, I see a lot of families being cut out or cut off because of those differences. And um, that's a whole nother topic. But I love the idea of the little prayer bear and the teddy bear that you've got coming out. Where can we find you? And and again, for listeners that are listening in, uh, I will have all of the show notes, all the places you can find Leanne and the ministry Raising Godly Kids uh, over on the show notes at ConnieAlberts.com. But Leanne, tell us where you are on social media or your website. Well, if you go to RaisingChristianKids.com, you will find everything. You will find the Sea Kids series, the link for that, my podcast, links to my podcast. We also have um, a, a section called Tips from the Experts, where the experts have sent in their videos 
Uh, they're 15-minute videos, easy to listen to, where they give tips and resources. And then I have free resources, a lot of free resources on my website for parents. And that's at RaisingChristianKids.com. Okay, so listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you've gotten some good takeaways from our conversation. And as always, I just want to encourage you, tune in, subscribe, and tell your friends. Uh, tell your friends about Equipped to Be. Uh, love having you here. Love your feedback. You can always find everything at ConnieAubers.com and all the show notes of where you can find Leanne and the ministry that she has of raising Christian kids is going to be on the show notes. So tune in. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.